free from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets, these are horses for the people that don't get to speak, issues, black news, the conversation's deep, shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat, iPods, Androids on your laptop, these boys swinging for the fence, saying lie, then came a long way from being homies on the block, from afros and braids and now they at the top, you want facts, this is where I get them from, GP3, RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes, give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud, GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B, GP3 Homies from the Block Hey what's up y'all, we are back, it is GP3 Round 75, I figured it out, man. It is a diamond. That's the a diamond anniversary, so. Uh, 75. 75, bro. Dang. Round 70. That's a lot, man. That's a lot, bro. That is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot hearing he I asses talk over and over again. <laughs> you know? And, and and God bless all you have, who, have, who have stayed with us. <laughs> Our wives don't even listen to us. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> Round seventy five. It, it's uh, it's greatly appreciated to all those who actually, you know, have uh, have have weathered the uh, the seventy five roller coasters uh, we post up here. And uh, what's up, Rand? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. You know, uh, I'm over my uh, my whatever bug, a virus, a flu, or whatever I had. I'm I'm glad of that. And my household now, everyone is at full strength. Oh, uh, it, it's a we roller coaster were, over here, bro. But you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yikes! Yeah, you know, we we had so much Perel being uh, dispensed on our hands, and yeah, man, and and, and coughing, and glad is over with. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, you know, you got to watch it. Uh, you know, the flu is is definitely. I was looking at the map, and they do the map in I guess all the different grades of colors, and um, you know, the bluer it goes from from like the hot to cold. So red is fully. You know, to to where you know you got a a full fledged epidemic flu, and and almost like eighty percent of the country is red. You know, it's either red or you know yellow, but but there are very few blue slash green as you get cooler. Those cooler colors, mm-hmm. very few left on the map. It, it's pretty. Uh, it, it's it's a little scary, man. I think a lot of folks, and what they're telling people is uh, because. In a lot of cases, people feel like they're over it and they're not fully over it. So they go back out, you know, and, and, and you know, they don't they get exposed again and, and, and you quickly relapse. So, you know, we got to You got to take care of yourself, you know, through it, man. I'm, I'm taking all the airborne and vitamin C and, you know, and, and absolutely doing the Perel and not, you know, just avoiding. it. I see people now with mask on. I don't know if you see. that. Yeah. 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 I, I've seen it, too, man. It's uh like you said on that map, this is the first time um, this recorded that we've actually had a national flu mm. uh, on the calendar. Typically, it, it it goes from pocket to pocket. Yes, it does. It's, it's regionalized. This is the first time it's they're seeing a national coverage of it. Yeah, man. It's um, I've not seen that kind of map. I've never seen it before like that. I, I, you know, again, it's been regional and and the whole map is just about red. So. Hey man, you got any shout-outs? Well, first of, that, of all, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, let's finish your point. I was just saying, but 
because of the national basis, uh, the manufacturers are having a hard time keeping up with the production, mm. stocking it on the shelves. Um, because again, they do it on a, based on regional patterns. Ah, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So, in terms of shoutouts, man, I got a couple, man. I mean, um, well, first, man, wait a minute. Give, the, give us give us the GP three story. Oh man, in a brief oh, man, way. I'm I mean, sorry. I think I'm most sorry. of most of you us know, have we heard get it. Listeners every day, and I keep and I forget that. Just um, a brief, just a brief. You know. We're called we're called GP three. Uh, it stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us uh, are from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia. That's the 30318 if you're a zip code fanatic. Uh, yeah. um, we graduated from Grove Park Elementary School in 1977. My Yikes. name is Rand. I lived on That's because a whole Elizabeth lot of people, place. man. They hear that year and they're like, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, hear anyway. that. they hear that. You know, that was a good year, man. That was a good year, man. You know, you got to, it's like wine. It's a good year. And, uh, <laughs> So I was on South Elizabeth Place. I yeah. remember Emerita Tut. Yeah. Uh, he was on Charlotte Place. Yeah, and my colleague on the other end, and that would be who? Tommy B, man. And where were you? North Avenue, Where did bro. you reside? North Avenue. The, the infamous North Avenue. Yes, man. It goes almost like the length of the city. <laughs> uh, yeah, but on, 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 on separate sides of the of the uh the tracks so yeah it was cool man still still over there so all good they hadn't changed the name i'm waiting on it to happen very soon though yeah oh, so yeah. so go okay. ahead with your shout outs bro go ahead with the shouts bro. well I, I i got a couple shout outs man i think the uh, the first one is yesterday i uh went to the Fernbank science center and uh my congressman hank johnson hey. uh had had um uh an event yesterday called the congressional app challenge and I didn't realize it. Uh, this is a national thing. And what it is is that it is designed to get kids, teenagers, developing apps. Mm. In of the, all 435 congressional districts uh, have access to this. And yesterday he had a ceremony in which um, uh, the winners were announced. And these young people are basically, I think, 10th grade to 12th grade. Um, had some incredible apps, man. That is awesome. Um, Awesome. And that and, and, and the thing is, for our listeners out there who, who who live all across the country, go to your local congressman and ask about this because these kids are uh, getting scholarships and then they're flying the winner up to D.C. for a special event. Last year, only 17 kids did this challenge here in his district. This year, over 77. Oh, wow. And uh, and, and all the winners were, were kids of color, African-American. Excellent. We had a. Uh, Two male, uh, we had two male winners, uh, and, and a, a female team, and another young lady who won honorable mention. And it's a great, um, it's a great thing. And again, talk to your local congressman because this is how we get to know things by talking to our congressman. And I found out a lot of other things that that are available to us um, that you know we'll talk about later. Um, second of all, I want to give a shout out to, but I'm calling them the small slash regular folk podcast out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, really. I thought that was us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I'm not talking about the podcasts um, that are part of these big networks and they're very celebrity-driven, but I'm talking about the small <laughs> engines, uh, trains that could podcast. Yeah, Guys yeah. who are taping in a, in a closet, uh, in their mama's basement, <laughs> um, got, a, got a mic and free software. I want to give a shout out to those guys. Really, podcast world a better world. Yeah. Because they have voices out there that need to be heard. And for all those out there 
who are doing it, keep it up. And for all the fans out there, our listeners, please support these people because, I mean, they are you. Yes, they are. You know? Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. And, and then um, yeah. Yeah. last but not least, um, I want to um, give a shout out to um, this brother by the name of Brandon Frame. Uh, he has this website called The Black Man Can. And it started as a blog to celebrate achievements of, of men of color. But now it has really evolved as a series of programs, workshop, and social media campaigns. And what's great about this is that he's talking about the excellence that we have as black men in, in our communities across the country. And a lot of times we are often overlooked. I mean, I'm, I support the sisters out there all day long. But at the same time, we got some brothers out here doing some amazing things. Yes, I agree, man. I agree. I agree. Good, good points. Good points. All right, man. Um, my quick shout. Um, I, I I want to echo, man, uh, your your theme on on the podcast, uh, the 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 small or the the, the growing podcast, because you know it, it was interesting because you and I have kind of uh, done our industry thing in another life, and and so we kind of read and stay plugged into you know the traditional side of things. And one of the things uh, a lot of the traditional folks are saying, well, you know, podcasts need to grow up. And I'm like, nah, you know, here's here's my thing. I mean, you guys hold on to your authenticity, hold on to who you are and and hold on to your voice. I mean, there are different levels of podcast. I mean, you know, people doing different things and how they say different things. And the thing I like about podcasting is that it can go from, you know, uh, maybe what we do to people who really edge it out. And and that edge really needs to be there. So, you know, don't, don't, don't listen to folks who are telling you, yeah, change your thing. You be you, you know, you do you and, and everybody else will do them and, and, you know, and everybody will survive, but ultimately, um, you know, be your voice and uh, just shout out to a couple of folks who always follow us or check us out on Instagram uh, a couple of ladies in the UK, man. I checked them out this week. week. Uh, I listen to a lot of them. Uh, but uh, Lemon Shade uh, podcast, they're in the UK. And I asked them a question, man. I shot them a note, and they hadn't gotten back with me, but I, I think ultimately they will. Because one has a really heavy uh, UK accent, and the other is kind of either American or C Canadian. I'm not sure what, you know, because I didn't see it in the bio. But they are deep, and and um, they help me understand the, in in some cases, the women's movement, because they really are plugged in, and they they are, they, they're quote unquote, extremely woke, um, alternative fact, Chicago, rogue Muslim, uh, Lisa lovely, uh, Gail at the seat of the seat of the table. You know, you've heard her. I know you've checked her out. Um, and, uh, she tries to educate us emotionally. I like, <laughs> so, you know, it's all kudos, man, to all those folks. And, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I agree with you, Rand, without a doubt, dude. Um, you know, it's it's critical now, Rand, because, you know, we, we have fewer and fewer voices in traditional and mainstream. So that's right. In a lot of cases, right. uh, you know, th those points of views, man, I, I, I kind of get them from the podcast. You know, I kind of hear the different things that people are talking about. I ain't going to steal from y'all, but but I do, you know, take note. And then when I come back, I, I try to weigh it against my own tirades. So very cool. Um, also, Rand, it was good to see you, man. I, I, I hung out with Rand. This week, you know, Rand said yeah, we, broke, we, we broke bread. We broke bread this and, week. And and y'all, we've been doing the show kind of uh, digitally, electronically in different spaces. So it was good to see your face and good to hang out and talk, break some bread. Yeah, it was great to see you again, brother. I forgot what you look like. <laughs> which, which ain't hurting nobody. 
And uh, so, you know, it's good to ha- hang out. And uh, so it was cool, man. And and that's really, you know, pretty much all I have to say with shout outs. And, you know, we'll get into the show, part one, man. And uh, Dennis Edwards, man. You, you know what, man? Before we get, before we go, you know, we'd be remiss to give a, not give a shout out to Black History Month. Oh, dude. I was, you know what? But you know what? Dennis Edwards is Black History. <laughs> you know. Absolutely the temptations. right, man. Absolutely right. So let's just say us starting off with Dennis Edwards is black history because the temptations are definitely black history. Uh, and, and even though they still continue to perform with members, we don't know, uh, you know, the music and the whole vibe is still around. We lost one of the greats and I call him the, and I, and, and you and I probably agree on this Rand. He's our lead for the temps. Would you say that he, he's, yeah. And, and most people don't realize he actually, of the temptation, he was in the lead. He was lead singer longer than Eddie Kendricks or David Ruffin. Yep, yep. And and when David and and I don't know, you know, it kind of reminds me for for those of you who who are way too young to understand the Temptations. It you if you watched the Five Heartbeats, it, it's kind of like when Eddie Kane left the group. You know, and Flash came and Flash came. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Would John Cannon, the lead for you, for you uh, IMBD fans out there. Yeah. So would you say like losing David Ruffin was kind of like losing Eddie Kane to a certain extent? Not not Eddie to, Kane. Eddie Kane Jr. Eddie Kane Jr. So but, that's right. But Dennis Edwards, he was he was uh, the group um, lead for from 1968 to 76. This dude was like, I mean, I, I'm not. He was powerful. He was the powerful. In my opinion, he made way for um, the, uh, in my opinion, the Teddy Pendergrasses of the world, the Johnny Gills of the world, um, the Jaheems. He was that voice that was that powerful male. When he jumped into a song, it was like, oh, hell, it's David. You know? I mean, he took over. Yeah, I mean, you know, typically when you lose a singer like David Ruffin, a group's a group struggles. Yes. But he came in and created his sound and made people forget about David Ruffin. Yes, he did. I mean, you know, yes, he did. You know, you're absolutely right. He, he was that, he was that macho male. He wasn't that Marvin Gaye singing light to you. He was that brother singing guttural. <laughs> he know. was that Teddy P <laughs> close the door. Come on. That's right. But it was That's like, right. uh, okay, I'm gonna play a couple of these. See if I can get them in. Uh, like if you remember, you know, cuts like, like this, he was the lead on Papa. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Okay. You know, so I'm not going to go into the vocals because it takes about 10 minutes before it gets to the vocals, right? On the long version. And and yeah. Cloud Nine, you know, and I know I'm like, I'm like losing. Melinda's like, what the hell is that? Well, it got sampled somewhere. Somebody probably sampled it. Okay. Well, they see that. Uh, what's the, uh, the, uh, the, the miniseries is always on VH1 or BET or yep. TV1, the Temptations. Yep. They this Norman Whitfield production. Yeah, this is Can't Get Next to You. This dude. And I'm, a, I'm just going to let this, because I always liked the way, and I was a kid. I was young. You know, this was more, I guess, my cousins and my, maybe my, my dad. But, but still, you know, this cut. That's David. Ball of confusion. You know. You know. Had the long right. kind of start. 
Ball of Confusion was serious. We're dealing with Ball of Confusion right now, man. And then he went solo like in 84. And and now for the millennials, they're like, that, that's paid in full. <laughs> but this was... I know. I know, I know it. I know. It, it don't look don't any know, further. That might be before the millennials. Millennials don't even know what paid no. in full is. Yeah, you're right. Damn, they, that's crazy, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. But he did that with Saida Garrett, who, you know, Saida Garrett was with Michael, did, did a couple of cuts with Michael Jackson. And then, of course, yeah. you know, the sample came, Eric B. and Rakim. Yo, Rakim, what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge. Uh, man. I'm trying to uh. get paid in full. we in college, man. This is college right here. Agency, right? True. Oh, man, this is straight up, man. This is straight up right here, man. I can, okay, I can so tell you about it. I probably had some brass monkey in the trunk. Check this out. But you know what, man? This is my favorite line is the big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish. This is the jam, dude. Oh, Rakim. This album, Paid in Full, is a classic. Still to this day, man. Oh, oh yeah. I ain't no oh, joke. Yeah. These, young kids don't, these young kids don't know nothing about... Eric B. is president. A, 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 a oh, rap my album God. That was, that was tight. Gonna hit it. Uh, thinking of a master plan. This ain't nothing but sweat inside uh, my uh. hands. So I dig into my pocket, all my money spent. So I just deep up, still coming up with Lent. So I start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how I could have get, get some bad presidents. I need money. I used to be a stick up kid, so I think of all the uh. things I did. I yeah. used to roll up. This that came from Dennis Edwards, man. Funny, stop so, smiling. Still so that's your black history. That's your black history for this day on February 4th, 2018. Yeah, man. That was hot. But rest in peace, man, Dennis Edwards. And, and he died in Chicago, born in Birmingham, um, back in the day, 74 years old. There you go. Well, you know, what's interesting, man, about half the temps are from uh, Alabama. Yeah. You know, look at the temp So yep. they were part of the Great Migration. Yep, absolutely. And uh, wanted to be, a, I think his mom wanted him to be a preacher, man. Wanted him to go into gospel. You can hear it in the sound. Wow. Without a doubt. But uh, good stuff, man. Rest in peace, Dennis Edwards. Okay. Monique, man, again, uh, 12 hours, but I guess sometime yesterday, uh, posted another video and, and it is the full email chain between her, her manager and Will Packer, uh, which is on Instagram. If you have a chance, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to go into detail, but it's really starting to get a bit ugly. Um, Rand, you mentioned, because I think I sent you a copy this week, uh, the link to yeah, the- Yeah, I, um, I heard it, man. I heard it, man. And- um, It was a roller coaster. I'm gonna say, yeah, go ahead. It was a roller coaster. I'm going to say, Monique needs to be paid fair. Mm-hmm. She needs to be paid fair based upon her talents. Yeah. But Monique needs to understand that in business, you deal with people. And people are the biggest variable. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. You know, and you you have to be very careful because it's all about relationships. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you might have to give in order to get the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe that a wrong has been committed against her. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she is the person who can lead the charge, who has the credibility to ensure that changes do occur. Yeah. In the you know, court of public it's, opinion it's, right now, because it really is in the court yeah. of public opinion, you know? Right. 
And, you know, the fact is that she is gone about this solo. Uh, you haven't heard any of the activists uh, or leaders uh, co-sign or join up. Yeah. I, it reminds me when you and I were breaking bread, we were talking about um, the Montgomery Boys, Boy, bus boycott yeah. of 1955. Mm -hmm. And many people don't realize that about two to three months before Miss Parks was arrested, there was a 15 girl Claudette Covan mm -hmm. who a got 15, you said a 15 year old with the, okay go ahead 15 year old but the thing is what most people don't realize she was a 15 year old pregnant young lady mm -hmm. and they realized a wrong had been done but they also realized that she couldn't be the face of the movement because of the optics that she presented mm -hmm. and therefore Miss Parks when when Miss Parks was arrested it galvanized them to go forth. And I think with Monique, Monique might be the Claudette, Claudette Clovan right now. Okay. Uh, I think she's stirred the pot. Mm -hmm. Now is who's that person that is going to galvanize individuals to say, okay, a wrong has been made and we're going to, and we're going to correct it. Because maybe, maybe in terms of, you know, again, I mean, you need an advocate uh, or somebody who, who's kind of in solidarity. I know, um, you know, Jada Jada Smith um, had had come to her uh, defense, and she's got a few other people. But um, you know, outside of that, you, you're not hearing much else uh, in terms of people right. Who and are and, and quite out. honestly, yeah. they they don't have the cachet uh, to to really make changes. I mean, Jada has a spotty past herself when it comes to making allegations, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, and, and I don't, and, and I I don't think. Um, in my opinion, uh, she's ever been behind anything that didn't need or didn't deserve uh, recognition. OK, uh, I you know, I think um, I, I agree and disagree, you know, with you on the spotty on the spotty pass. But in this case, you know, I think it makes sense. But you're right. I, I, and, and maybe it comes down to, you know, and I'm and I'm not going to say it in a, in, a, in a meaningful way for this situation. But when you cry wolf, several, in, in, in maybe in previous situations with some of the people who might be coming to her rescue, um, you know, they don't always take uh, your uh, your advocacy serious, seriously. So, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, she, um, I, I will say, man, uh, Monique uh, has been putting her weight loss in some of her workout on Instagram and she looking, she looks good. I mean, she's. Uh, she's, That's great. You know, she's, uh, you know, working out for for some things, I guess, that she's doing in the future. And she's also still out there doing stand up. So she looks good. She's working out. She's staying healthy. But she's pushing this cause and, and, and she's doing it on social media, you know, which most people are doing now. Ask uh, 45. He's doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. All right, man. Um, but, you know, we'll keep we'll kind of keep you posted week to week, folks, on, on what's up with that. Grammy Awards, man. It's the Bruno Planet Mars, you know. Um, he was six for six, baby. Six for six. Everything. And in the meantime. Michael Jackson wasn't even that when he when he had Thriller. I wow. mean, Michael Jackson, you know, he lost he lost a couple in the category. Have you heard any backlash about his six for six? Of course. You know. I, well, I, I mean, I think I read an article you, you sent me, man. I, I think there's a... Um, uh, you know, between hip hop and R and B, I think what's happening is many of these judges are making us a binary decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's either this or that. 
Whereas that they don't make that binary decision when it comes to pop and country. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, I do believe that um, the challenge is you got to get a more diverse voter, voter pool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was, right I was telling y'all, I mean, I think, I think there's a situation where uh, even when you and I were talking about the show itself, uh, the producer of the Grammys and, and I don't want to make age an issue, hell, because we old. We older. I mean, we're not old, but we're older. But the the guy who produces the uh, the Grammy show is seventy five. He's seventy five years old, and and it's his company. And and I think in a lot of cases, you gotta you gotta even that out. You know, you gotta have make sure that you've got. You know, I think they need to look at when you look at the the voters, uh, the voting pool. They need to make sure that it's it's even. Um, because, you know, as you and I discovered, because we are part of that, maybe the, we, we're part of the original hip hop generation, would you say? Right. And, right. and we dealt with, you know, basically in award season, sitting back saying, oh, they're not going to win. They're not going to win the mainstream. They'll give them the rap awards, but they'll never give them the mainstream awards. And that's still happening. And we got to ask because well, I'm going to talk about something else in a minute, uh, right after we get through this, but. You know, then you look at the Latino, the, the Latin uh, situation with Despacito. They got snubbed. And then you look at the women. They had a category and, and the pop category where you had, uh, what's his name? Ed Sheeran. He was the only male against all these women like Pink, Gaga. And they gave it to the guy and the women got t- ticked off. And then you had the Grammy press say in the back, backstage after the show that women need to step it up. So they got pissed off at him. So it was like equal opportunity pissed them just going around. They were just passing it out at the Grammys. So, you know, and the, and the Grammys, um, the ratings are down. So, you know, they're in a situation, in my opinion, where they're going to have to fix a lot of things by next year if they want to continue to grow this thing or or they'll have to do it before. You know what I mean? And that may even mean, uh, even though I like James Corden, he may not be the right host. He may be more for the Tonys, in my opinion, than he is for the Grammys. The Grammys, even if they bring back, and you might have mentioned when we were talk, I was talking to you, man, LL, LL Cool J. You know what I mean? Because LL does a good job. So Right, right. I don't know, I man. do agree with you, man. I, you know, I think the Grammys, the Grammys in the music industry are, are struggling right now because yeah. they're still operating under an old model, a business model. Yes, it is. And, and you know... And, and a lot of people don't realize uh, the, the the label pressure, the label impact behind the scenes when it comes to the voting is real. Yeah, it when is. It comes to the Grammys because this is their this is their awards. This is not like the American Music Awards where uh, American Idol where we all vote. This is their awards, and trust me, there's a lot of skin in the game by these labels to make sure that certain artists uh, are portrayed in a way to increase sales. Yeah. But, but, you know, even, and I shared this with you and I'll share it, we'll, we'll, you know, kind of transition into this. Um, R&B and hip hop were dominant on um, last year. The, the report came out a few weeks ago. For the first time in history, hip hop has surpassed rock and pop to become the most popular music genre. So now hip hop is on top. And eight of the top 10 most popular artists came from hip hop and R&B. And Drake and Kendrick Lamar are taking the first and second spot, you know, and then and then, you know, and it's because of streaming, because Nielsen 
Nielsen does uh, all the, you know, the sales and the charting with Billboard. Um, the hip hop and R&B genre is powered right now because of streaming. As you know, I mean, it's Spotify, it's Apple Music. And, and you know, the increase was like 72% year over year. So from 16 to 17, it went up 72%. People just checking out on-demand streaming. And it's all hip hop and R&B. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, and these these folks are saying, you know what? Deservedly, these guys are putting in the work. And I mean, they they need to be acknowledged and they're not. Because it's, well, it's, it's crystal clear. This is the same, well, what, this is the same thing that happened, uh, if you go back in history, when rock and roll came along and pop music. Yeah. This is the same, the same dynamic that, that's occurring now. Yeah, but and, not to um, this extent where hip-hop and, and R&B have just totally knocked off, you know, um, the other genres. You know, first time. This is the first time in history. So, you know, now now it becomes a cultural bias thing. Now I think it's more about cultural, bi cultural bias. That's what we're seeing. But any other thoughts, man? I'll, I'll let you have the last word on that. No, man. I mean, you know, uh, again, this is uh, this, this is about the, um, the the Grammy, the Grammys in terms of their relevancy, man. They're going to have to uh, change with the times. Yeah. Um, you know, um, they had 18,000, I think, voters online. Yeah. It might sound like a lot, but that's not really a lot when you think about it. No. Um, and again, the, the, it, yeah, that's all I have to say, man. OK. All right. Cool. Just letting y'all know. Just educating y'all. All right, a couple of things to touch on. Uh, Eagles and Pats tonight, of course. We're, we take the show on Sunday, so it's Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it's in Minneapolis. It's cold. It's cold. I mean, I, I saw Hines, what's his name, play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Hines Ward? Uh, yeah. Dude was outside. It was like three degrees. <laughs> you know, he's got his head shaved. So who you got, man? Who you think's going to win? Just real quick. I know you don't really care about either one of them, but... Um... Probably the Pats, man. I mean, you got Tom. You got, as long as you got Tom Brady, man, you, you know, you you know. Yeah, ridiculously so. He's a he's a yeah. beast. We saw it. ATL. We, we saw it firsthand last year. At this time, damn. You know what? I'm I'm going I'm going to say the reason, and the reason I'm going to say the Eagles is because I feel the Eagles have some magic. Defensively, I'm not a big fan of the quarterback on the offense, but defensively, I think they might be able to shut Brady down. So we'll see. Okay, but I'll go with the Eagles. You go with the Pats, just for the sake. I put of, it to you like this. Yeah. As as a bad man, my money would be with the Pats. Yeah. But as a fan, my heart is with the Eagles. Yeah, but if the Eagles don't shut down Brady easily, Pats are gonna win. But I think I think they have the ability to shut him down. They got a. They got. I a, hope so. I hope a, so. They got a good defense. Qu again, quarterback is suspect, but defense, we'll see. All right, man. Uh, Justin Timberlake's performing at halftime. Um, big controversy has been uh, squashed. Uh, there was a controversy, or people were saying that he was going to perform with a Prince hologram at halftime, and Twitter went. You know how Twitter? Twitter went ridiculous. I mean, went crazy because Prince had said. Uh, in interviews that he thought uh, any kind of digitization images after after a person passes or even he thought it was evil. You know, he, he didn't see the benefit. He did not agree with it. 
and and people were passing the article around. And finally, uh, last night, Sheila E. posted uh, that there will be no hologram. And and Prince's family came out and said there will be no hologram. So hopefully, what's interesting is what's Timberlake interesting does is not Justin, go ahead and do uh, it. Timberlake um, several years ago uh, came after Prince. Yes. Um, yep. You know, and you want to go like little white boy? Come on now. And I think um, he did it when he did the uh, sexy back. He made right. a comment and lyrics in one of the songs. You know, right. So, yeah, you know, so it's not like he's uh, the heir apparent to Prince's throne. No, that ain't going to happen. All right. um, NFL has problems, man. Um, And they mentioned this as part of Super Bowl week. They're losing men 18 to 49. Um, uh, 52 percent of folks say they follow the NFL closely, and that's down from 75 percent four years ago. What do you think is going on, bro? Um, I think today's generation, man, the, the, the form of entertainment they like, a lot of the kids now, the millennials, they don't want to watch the game. They want to watch the highlights. Yeah, yeah. And they want to, you know, they don't want to sit through, sit through a whole game. Yeah. They'd rather sit there and stream, you know, two minutes of highlights yep. and they go like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And they tweet. They just kind of follow the score on social media. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, that's another thing. And, and also, too, um, um, uh, a lot of these, uh, because of the concussion and all the other the dangers of, of, of football, that's impacting now. Yeah, it's, um, it's starting to hurt. The The youth leagues are being decimated. That's right. And you know that's what? Right. Did you play football, man? Yeah, I played football. Let me tell you all a quick story. All right. Full transparency. <laughs> I wanted to play football bad. And, and shout out to Adams Park which I played for Adams Park over in ATL. I don't know. Does it exist anymore? Does that? Is yeah, that, man. Okay. Adams Park's still there. All right. Uh, well, anyway, man, I, I I went out, and and I was probably like 9, 10 years old, and they put this big helmet on me because uh, my mom didn't get the right size helmet. And uh, I went out there without a um, without a uh, damn mouthpiece, dude. So I hadn't, I, you know, I played basketball all my life. I hadn't really played football. So the guy said, okay, we're going to let you play center because you don't really understand the game yet. Dude, the first play, guess what I did? Bit a hole what? in my tongue. <laughs> and, and the coach, and, and, you know, here I am bleeding out the mouth, sitting over there. He's, he's like, you know how you ever, you remember when um, Eddie Murphy did the one about uh, his uncle, Uncle Gus, when, uh-huh. when they caught on fire? And they said, yeah. just kind of roll him around. He'll go, <laughs> just roll him around. That's what they were telling me. Oh, just go over there and sit down and, and drink some water. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Dude, so, you know, it, it's kind of like, I think, I'm not saying we need that kind of impact um, or, or that kind of, you know, I think have more sensitivity than that when it comes down to youth football. But I think sometimes, man, it's just become so hypersensitive on the contact yeah, side. You know, Have you ever seen that, that that series that was on Esquire called uh, Friday Night Lights? Yeah, I've seen it. Friday Night Tikes. Yeah, I, I watched it. Friday Night. Did, I, did you see how these grown men were going ape shit over a 10-year-old football yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even, you know, the a lot of the guys, even like Snoop, um, had, had, you know, youth football leagues to where they, they, you know, these guys were very serious about it. But I think... You know, I think sometimes I, I do agree the, the the head injury thing is real. Um, oh, that's real. That, that, that is real. That's real, and they need to avoid it. But, you know, I think there is there is a level of 
of softening and, and hypersensitivity over the generations that's existed or that's just kind of been dominant. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it pampers the kids, but I think, you know, sometimes you got to let a, you got to let a I knee get right. scuffed and you got to let an elbow get hurt. And, you know, and they, right. they bounce back. I mean, that's I, part of life. Yeah. You I, know? I, yeah. I think you need a little adversity, but I also think, I think we know more now than we did back oh, in the absolutely. day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, and ain't, I, ain't nobody going to sit me over I heard one NFL great say this. Yeah. If you want to cut down concussions, yeah. get rid of the face mask. Agreed. Agreed. Let them play without a face mask. Yeah. And they'll have Sneak more, they'll have more um, interest in not going head to head. If they can, right. if they can see it full on, but they feel protected behind that mask. I agree. And by the way, man, just real quick, um, I was watching. Of course, we do it on Sunday, so watching the Sunday shows with your your girl Joy, and 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 she made a really good point, which I agree with. That forty five really, you know, some people are saying he seeks to destroy the NFL because of his interest in the XFL, because you know McMahon's wife actually is in his administration. She does small business, so. The, the XFL announcement and their goal of rebooting that whole league, uh, there's some self-interest, in my opinion. I mean, in, in a lot of people's opinion there. So, I, you know, I think if, if he's smart, he'll be quiet, and, and, but he won't, of course. Um, but I think ultimately the goal is, after it's all over, he'll probably be a big investor in it, you know. So, we, we'll see if it gets off the ground, man. But but I'm hearing it, it's it's making some noise. But you know, if uh, without black players, come on, come on. I'm not saying that's the case and that's the target. But but they're they're targeting the you know by not having players who have protested a part of it. So we'll see how that goes. Protest and no um, and no criminal background. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that. So goes. we'll see how that. Yeah. Just a couple of quick things. Bruno Mars on tour with Cardi B. It's going to be sponsored by Cross Colors. Dude, I saw Cross Colors and it was like a flashback. Did you wear? A, did you have any cross colors? Growing man, up? I couldn't afford that. I couldn't afford that shit. <laughs> you had the British Knights. I couldn't afford the that BKs. shit. Man. The the man. members only. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he he's really throwing it back. Cross colors, yeah. founded in 1989, is going to be sponsoring the tour. That's that's 90s, bro. That's like Martin, Fox Network, UPN, oh. WB. Oh yeah, you name it, man. You name it, man. They're gonna have Pam and Martin, you know, and and Gina on stage. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting tour. It's gonna be a fun tour though. Uh, Bruno Mars, Cardi B, and they announced some cities, and we posted that. Actually, I posted that on the Instagram too. Interesting. Um, and by the way, man, Showtime is premiering a new hip hop documentary. Um, it's by hip hop scholar, filmmaker, Sacha Jenkins called Word is Bond. Uh, it's going to be out Friday, February 16th, uh, 10 p.m. It features Nas, Rakim, uh, Pusha T and some more. And, uh, you know, I, I got to give it to Showtime. They are doing really, really good music documentaries, just like the Whitney documentary, the uh, was was still one of my favorites. Uh, uh, the George Michael, the Prince airing of uh, Sign of the Times, and now this, and and they keep doing it each month. So kudos to them. They're doing. Uh, if you're a rock fan, uh, what's his name? Eric Clapton. Uh, they've got a really cool Eric Clapton documentary. So they really are digging into the crates and doing some great documentaries on well, some legends, you know, man. You know, they really know their audience, man. I mean, they do. When, when you think about it, um, the people who are buying Showtime. Or people probably between 18 and 49. Yep. Uh, so they, they understand hip-hop. 
They understand the culture, and they are just going after it, man. And, and, I don't and you know what? Them, I got to shout them out, dude. They and last night, uh, I checked out Sleepless. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Gabriel Union, uh, an original movie. Um, Jamie's original movie, which is, you know, the critics will probably dog it, but it's one of those, you know, where the critics give it a ten, the fan base gives it like an eighty or ninety. The fan, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie for the fans, um, and it's a really good, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good cable movie. Um, it's called Sleepless, okay. and I think it debuted last night, um, but it's going to be on. It's on demand, but it, it's called Sleepless with Jamie Foxx. So I agree. They know their audience and, um, you know, they, uh, they're doing some good stuff. And, and again, dude, have you watched the shy yet? No, not yet, man. Right now I'm, I'm trying to catch up on black lightning right now. man. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I hadn't started black lightning, but I will say that I am captivated by the shy. I did not yeah, realize. I plan to get on it this week. This I didn't week, realize I'll, I'll it was going to be that good. Black lightning. It's a little scary. You know, it, it's, it's a little, uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it's tragic, but, um, it's really, it's really getting pretty deep. So kudos to, uh, what's your name? Wait, Lena Wait, uh, and, yeah. and her crew, uh, common is an executive producer, producer and a few more folks. Uh, kudos to them. They did a good job. And, uh, on the light tip, I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna end it with Snoop is releasing a full length gospel album. More power to him, bro. Yeah, more power, man. Bible of love. More power. And and he actually uh, debuted it at the uh, 19th annual gospel celebration. Uh, I was floored. I was floored. You know, he gonna be in the spirit, and you know, and selling weed. Way to go! <laughs> but you know, it's natural. <laughs> it's not- selling weed. Selling. You know. I mean, here. I mean, I mean, what's wrong with? And I, I say, what's wrong with that, man? Because you you go in any gospel church, man. Uh, the, the the guy who's in charge of the music, man. You know, he's the most manly guy around. So you know. Uh, well, you know what it is. Oh, you wrong for that. You wrong for that, man. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you. I'll you wrong. Right you want to see a good choir? I'll show you. A, I'll show you a gay uh, minister of music. Okay. All right. But I will say, Snoop, uh, more power to you, bro. More power. I, I'm I'm waiting. Uh, I haven't heard it. I'm gonna check to see if it's online. But but wow, Snoop Dogg and gospel. Who thought? Who knew? You know who knew? That's right. You know, uh, dude. You, one of the this is this is interesting, dude. Um, I don't know if you saw this week the post from the George Washington University sorority member um, where she was holding up a banana. And she said she's one-sixth black. There's just been a rash of recent, I guess, sororities, these college females that are doing this. You know, the 18-year-old at Georgia State University on the soccer team who had the N-word uh, posted on her post, 18, year, 18 years old. And, of course, uh, University of Alabama had this uh, girl in the sorority, man, with the video. It was just ridiculous. I mean, she's just spouting the N word. What do you think's going on, dude? I mean, what's, you know, what's emboldened these, these, these young women? Cause these are women. These are young women. These aren't guys. These are young. Well, I, th- I think white for women. one thing is in our society, we've been taught you don't go after white women. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So what, so white women in some ways almost have a pass on things. And it's more been more so white than- women than white men. I don't, you know, you'd expect maybe yeah. men to be 
emboldened, but it's more white women. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if you go after a white woman, guess what? Society's society's gonna rip you a new one. Mm. Okay. I mean that's the way that's the way it is. But also to this environment that we we have, man, we've hit, this environment has emboldened these people to to take the sheets out. When you look at Charlottesville, look at Charlottesville. Okay. Did you see anybody walk around there with a sheet on their damn head? Mm-hmm. These guys are sitting up there with the khakis and the and the in the in the polo shirts on and full fate, you know. And they were men. They yeah, white men. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. and 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 again, remember Young. these colleges. Colleges are a breeding ground for a lot of these extremist groups. Yeah. Can I can I give you a quick philosophy? A big a quick my my two cents take on it. What's that? And <laughs> you're like, oh hell, here we go. Um, look, I. Have you have you ever seen Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Yeah. Well, it's been on, and and I I ain't going you know retro on, uh, um, but it, it's actually like rotating for some reason, and maybe it be, it, because it's it's Black History Month. But I'll watch uh, Encore Stars on Black, okay? And they've been watch, they've been showing I guess a lot of the Sydney Poitier stuff. They showed um, in the heat of the night, and and they've been showing Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which is. And amazing. It really, I mean, it's kind of sanitate, I guess you call it, you know, sanitized, but it's a really good message. Um, and and it's Sidney Poitier, uh, Catherine Hepburn, and it was Spencer Tracy's last uh, last film, uh, 1967, uh, 19, I think they released it in 1968. Um, but one of the things that it, it's about, you know, of course, Sidney Poitier falls in love with a young white girl. And the young white girl brings Sidney Poitier back to uh, her parents' house. And this is 1968. And and you've got also the maid is Wheezy, uh, Isabel Sanford. She's in it. Well, anyway, um, there's a line in there where uh, Hepburn and Tracy are talking about whether, why, if they were surprised that she did it. And you know what they said? What's that? They said, we're not surprised that she brought him home. And they, of course, they said a Negro because that's the word they used back then or a colored. Uh, she said, you know, they said, we're not surprised because we taught her because these are liberal whites. We taught her to be color colorblind. We taught her that. And she's just basically, you know, she's doing what we taught her. And, and that's a very important line, because in my opinion, I think we've lost that where a lot of. White parents aren't teaching that anymore to their kids. I went, um, I, I remember, man, I was in New York maybe about 10, 15 years ago, and it was like an industry thing. In another life, I was in, you know, doing some music stuff. And um, uh, I was with Mixed Company where you had blacks and whites, and we were in a bar in New York, right? So, you know, we, we you know, drinking, having a good time. It's, it's a piano bar kind of thing. So the guy started playing New York, New York. So, here we are, some industry guys having drinks, having fun. And and one of the guys, you know how you do the can-can where you hold hold arms and start doing the can-can? And uh, one of the guys, I guess an old white guy at the bar said, niggas always messing stuff up. And the white guy who was with us heard it. He went off. He went off to the point where you know, he we had to restrain him, and you know, and and we were like, man, you know, he's an idiot. Uh, you know, he, he gonna be dealt with. You know, 
But the white guy was like, look, you don't say that. These are my friends. These are my people. You know, uh, he just started, you know, ranting. He, I mean, he wanted to fight the guy. And my point is, it's like in certain generations, I think we're taught or shown that that that's wrong. And I think we're get, I think that gener, we're in we're in a generation now, maybe a few generations where they've stopped teaching that. It's like, you know, in, a, in many cases, they don't even go to school together anymore. Where I think you and I ran, we, we kind of part of that forced integration. You know, right. and it's we're segregated again. You know, so, I, dude, I just think the these, you know, you talk about privilege. I just don't think they know any better. I don't. I mean, they do, but they don't care. They don't know the ram. They don't care about the ramifications. They really don't care, and they weren't taught. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know, man. It, I just believe it starts with the parents, dude. Ultimately. Well, yeah. I mean, it. it you know that 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 bumper sticker. You know, hate. Hate is something that's taught. It's it not is. born. You're not born with it. It is. But but you rarely you 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 you're not gonna see those kind of folks again where it's a parental thing where I taught them better. I don't think the parents came out and said, "Look, we taught them better than that." You don't even hear that anymore. Not in this case. No, no, man. Um, no, we, well, you got a whole, particularly in white communities, man. I can tell you, I've seen it. Their parenting is. A lot of the parents want to be a friend. They don't want to be a parent. Well, maybe and we need to ask don't. some of our folks. If you if you listen to the podcast, uh, you're not of color. You're you know you're white. You know what do you tell your kids? You mm-hmm. know, are are you telling them that ain't right? Don't don't do that. Don't say that. Don't you know stand up for your 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 black friend? Are you are you telling them? Just just curious. I mean, you you know our feedback line and all that. I'm I'm curious to know. Just curious. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Uh, just quick, man. You know, your favorite topic, Trump train. Uh, the memo came out. Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, Al-, Al Capone's vault. Um, <laughs> Big time. <laughs> but Big t- I think it has some serious ramifications. What, was his, what was his name? They are, uh, what was the guy? The, the, Geraldo. The, Geraldo Rivera. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just believe that right now that they're they are setting a narrative that is dangerous uh, because they're, I mean, this is what Trump does. It's all about the cultural wars. Yeah. You know, he's setting up this narrative. You know, it's amazing that they're saying that the FBI, which is probably the most conservative oh, arm of the government is in the deep state. That's it, 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 It's, and I, you know, it's, what cra- it says it's crazy. You know that, what, you know what ran from our generation? It's crazy because, we remember MLK and how Martin Luther King was under surveillance and, you know, how uh, they basically, uh, what they did with Malcolm, um, the Panthers, how the Panthers were scrutinized and followed and, 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 and bugged. And, and, you know, even the stories by J. Edgar Hoover, um, you know, uh, and, and that's why I was asking you even on the last podcast, you know, how can these guys be a bastion of liberalism? They, they're not. They never have been. You know, right. uh, it never happened. But, but what's happening is that you got a they just don't like him. <laughs> you got a legislative branch yeah. that's just sitting there, uh, who's basically telling me they don't love this country. Yeah. They but you, you know, Rand, let me let me ask you, you Rand, this country. Let me ask you. You intolerate this. You intolerate this bullshit. Yeah. Let me ask you, Rand. 
if if the police have an issue with somebody and it's prevalent throughout the force, what does that say? Yeah. That they know something. Yeah. That they know something. They know stuff. Right. And and I think right. if anything, that's the kind of an indicator for me that they know stuff. They can't they can't talk about it, but they know stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, when I see the tweets or the fact that these guys were sending texts, I think they know stuff that they can't talk about. And right. they, they know the truth. So, I, you know, it's going to be real interesting, man. But I, I say we just wait on Mueller. Um, I guess that investigation continues on. Um, you know, 45 says the memo vindicates him. Um, you know, so um, I... I I, you know, for me, man, it's just release your taxes, bro. I mean, I'll, I'll cut him slack if he releases his taxes. Un, unredacted. Yeah. yeah. I'll promise on this yeah. podcast right now, I'll cut slack if, if, if the taxes are released. Unredacted. I'm cool. I, I'll let it go. No more Trump trying. <laughs> Can we do it? Can we do it? Hey, I mean, you know, that's that's the easiest thing to do. Come clean. Just come clean. Just just let you the, know? let the taxes come out. And, that's right. And then we all good. We'll just move on and we'll just take it to the ballot box. You know, that's right. Easy as that. That's where it started with me. Um, State of the Union. Did you watch or could you watch? I watched it, man. I watched him hype himself up, man. I've never seen a president give a speech and he had to clap uh, <laughs> for himself, uh, you know, and, and basically motion for people to stand up on, on lines and stuff. It was um, uh, it was a pep rally, and it, and he was just using people in that uh, chamber as props the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a little boring to me. As well, um, and and I thought it, I, I, you know, I think all of them have a level of like, um, how do you say it? It's all contrived, um, pomp and circumstance. But but it was just too much for me. I I, I couldn't handle it. Um, the the false claims afterwards about the ratings. Um, forty five had forty five point five million watch, and it was actually the fourth high fourth highest, not the highest. Uh, they started the ratings in 1994. Uh, he beat out. He was beat out by Bush, uh, the second Bush in 2002, uh, who had a 51.8 million viewership and a 62 million uh, viewership in 2003. Uh, Obama's first in 2010 had 48 million, and Clinton kind of squeaked him out in 94 with 45.8. So he was the fourth highest, not the highest. Uh, Democrats were criticized for not applauding. And then I, 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 you, you hearken back, all you have to do is watch uh, the Obama years and you'll see the Republicans never clapped for Obama, ever. Right. You right. know, and, and hell, they even had disrespect from the guy from South Carolina who shouted out, you lie. So, right. you know, don't talk about disrespect because it happens on both sides. You know, they, there, there's never been a situation... Of, Outside of maybe Bush and 9-11, where I've really seen uh, the other party just wholeheartedly clap for uh, the opposing party. Um, you know, maybe right. maybe a little bit with Clinton, but, you know, I, I don't think that was fair to even bring up 
Um, and then, you know, on Friday, man, and this is kind of ominous, dude, uh, the Dow plunged like 666, like the omen, <laughs> you know, uh, on Friday, because there are concerns about wage growth um, and, and you had a spike in it. They're concerned, Wall Street's concerned that because of wage growth and price prices are kind of staying flat, that there may be inflation. So they're concerned about that. Uh, a couple of um, big companies came back with uh, under subpar um, reports uh, from fourth quarter. Then, uh, I mean, and, and then black unemployment, um, which you tout, and then all of a sudden it spikes back up from 6.8 to 7.7. You know, so uh, it's just, you know, it's crazy, dude. And, and, you know, we all know Barack Obama started pushing down black unemployment or helping uh, to help the situation with black unemployment, um, you know, month to month. He added, uh, had 75 consecutive months of job growth and 11.3 million new jobs added under uh, Obama. So it didn't start, it, it didn't just start with Cheeto Jesus. It, it, it actually was with Obama. So we'll leave it at that. Any other thoughts, bro, on the, on the, Man, I mean, you know, I, I can't. I mean, you said it all, man. I mean, I, I think the fact is that um, over the next couple of months, the next couple of years, we're going to see what happens with this economy. Yeah. Uh, all the experts are saying is that the, the 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 tax plan that that was passed now you're now you're going to start seeing the ripple effect of the tax plan. Yeah. Um, company, uh, several companies have made big announcements. Like I know, like UPS, for example, they made an announcement that they're going to invest so many billion dollars. But what they're not saying is they're going to invest so many billions of dollars in automation, mm, wow. i.e., the elimination of jobs. Mm. But I will say, you know, <clears throat> companies like the the delivery companies are making great money now because of Amazon. They're making right, money. right. They are they're right. busier yeah. than ever. And also, too, you know, Quadis has kept UPS has ordered the highest number of uh, uh, trucks from Tesla. Wow. Self-drivable trucks. So, you know, some things are happening, man. We just don't we just don't realize it, you know. True enough. True enough. Bro. Yeah. What you got, man? You got man. I, I, you know, I, I, I really. This, this is more of a personal one, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, 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 it's something that I, I, I want to share with. Um, many of you know I have two daughters, and one recently graduated from college, and one is a sophomore in college. And uh, one of the things with my daughter in college is that she's in a, she's in an apartment with three other women. And as you can imagine, when you have three young women in an apartment, sometimes disputes occur. And one of the things that I've noticed or differences, one of the things that I've noticed uh, sitting on the sideline watching this whole scenario is that a lot of our kids do not have conflict resolution skills. Wow. They they have an attitude of it's my way or it's all or nothing. And they need to start realizing that in order to move in life, there has to be some form of compromise. Hmm. You have to work with others. I wonder where they get so, lack of compromise from when it comes down to if, when they watch TV now. If there is no compromise. Yeah. Well, what, 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 but, but again, I'm not. not no, but I'm not. I'm not I, I just made that point. Not getting into a lot of details of what I'm know, what, what I know about these young women is that they come from communities where their survival skills are all about me. 
And so what happens is when they're put in an environment that, which has a different set of values and a different, a different way of survival, that they are unable to adjust. Hmm. And so they come, they come off as being very negative and hostile. Um, and so, you know, they don't understand that sometimes feedback is constructive feedback. It's not being disrespectful. Hmm. It's just saying, hey, there's an opportunity for you right now that you may not see. And I'm here to help you help you capture that opportunity. But again, what I'm noticing is that for a lot of the young people, and this is with the millennials too, I've, I've been in meetings with some of these young people, is that they're, in order to make things happen in the world, you need to work with others. And you have to learn how to deal with conflict. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and start developing conflict resolution skills. One of the first one is, listen, truly try to understand the person's perspective before you become defensive in nature. Hmm. You know? Because a lot of times what happens is many of us walk in and we're we ready to fight. We're ready to throw a punch when we really don't have to throw a punch. Yeah. You know? Finding and common so ground. I, What'd you say? Maybe finding, more so finding, it's about finding common ground. Finding common ground. And that doesn't mean you're being punked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, sometimes, again, sometimes you got to give up a little to get, to get more than what you, more than what you want. Yeah. So, uh, so if you got uh, our, our listeners out there, if you know young people out there, even with your own personal life, sit back and explore. How do you deal with conflict or disagreements with others? Because sometimes that could be a barrier to your success. I'll take that, man. I will take that. Anything else, bro? That's all, man. I mean, again, well, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm I, I, to, I guess my next question is: Did they work it out? Did they work it out? All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. We'll talk about that offline. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, I'll talk about that <laughs> offline. All right. Hey, man, I just want to. Um, mention something and, and you know we're in black history month and and i just want to bring this to the uh there's a video out called uh black made that uh it's by a, a brother named griot b on youtube it is phenomenal man i i am um, impressed with that man i'm a big believer that um music and hip-hop can be used to uh educate our kids uh, educate mm-hmm. kids who are in that culture. And, and I, I wish our school systems would embrace that more versus being concerned about the quote unquote, maybe the texture and the delivery. Um, because I, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a product of schoolhouse rock, dude. If, 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 if that preamble wasn't on ABC Saturday mornings, we, the people in order to form a more perfect union, I can still hear the song right. in my head. <laughs> you know, if Conjunction what's Junction... What's the name of it again, T? It's called Black Made That. It's a video. It's on YouTube. It's by a brother named Griot B. Um, it was posted by a couple of, couple of other podcasts, but it basically is a positive hip-hop song that talks, and, and, and basically it talks about all the African-American inventions over the years. It is a phenomenal, it's well done, well produced. The video is excellent and, and it's on point. I, I, I encourage you to watch it. I encourage you to watch it with your kids. It, it is just, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing really where I know uh, a lot of um, maybe our elders and even to some extent, we don't always 
we're not always in agreement with the what with rap lyrics and some of the content but the the medium itself rap as a as an art form i'm a big believer i think it's excellent i think it's an excellent way for for us to push our culture it's an excellent way for us to help our kids learn because you know i i'm just a, i'm a big believer in meeting people where they are versus you know you, you know like you know the the bible does it when it comes down to king james versus nlt and and all the different versions. I think in some cases you have to really break it down for them. You have to meet these kids in the inner city where they are, or kids as a culture, meet them where they are. And I think this meets them where they are. It's excellent. Uh, it's called Black Made That. I'll put the link on the uh, podcast page. Uh, it's been rotating around, but I encourage you to pass it around. It's called Griot B. And he's done a few. I think he's got several of these on his YouTube page, but kudos to him, man. Kudos to him. And I'm glad to Excellent, see that kind of man. stuff happen, bro. I'm looking at it right now, man. Excellent. Yep. All right. But on that note, uh, you know, uh, I, I want to just encourage y'all uh, with a podcast. You can check us out at castropolis.net. Uh, you can email us at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Uh, you can, of course, hit us up on voicemail, 413-556-9546. If you a texter, just go to Instagram and shoot me a DM. That's cool. It's at gp3homies. Or just shoot me a message. I'll get it. SoundCloud, GP3 Homies, we're there. iTunes, GP3 Homies. And Ram, real soon, hopefully, we'll be on uh, Google Play. Uh, we'll be on the Google, Google Play platform. And I'm working on a few other platforms. And another big announcement that will... Uh, it's actually connected to what you talked about earlier. That might be uh, even bigger for us. So, I'm excited, man. A lot of great things. We're going to try to make 2018 bigger than ever. And we just appreciate whatever support we can get, man. Uh, we're the little podcast that could. We ain't got big sponsors, big money, big, uh, you know. But but the folks who do listen matter, and we appreciate you. All of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's thank you. right. Thank you. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes, give us a five star, follow us on SoundCloud, search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.